this podcast is on facial hair restoration or facial hair transplant. I perform quite a few of them. In fact, I'm performing one uh, today. Um, it is when we talk about facial hair restoration, it really is talking about making beards thicker. Uh, uh, we call that the strap beard across the face. We're talking about uh, mustache thickness. We're talking about a goatee thickness. And that strap can continued along the border of the, of the jawline or mandible uh, from the beard strap going to the, to the middle. That's most of what we talk about when we talk about um, hair, uh, hair restoration of, of the face. It can be done for either transgender, uh, female to male, individuals or for individuals that just genetically lack a lot of hair in the in the beard area so there are different ways to perform uh, facial hair transplant you can either perform a beard to beard uh, transplant fue or you could do an fue from the scalp or an fue from the the or fut from the scalp I'm going to talk about each of those three methods and then I'm talk about a little bit the aesthetic goals and the technique of making the design so the FUE from the beard has a lot of benefit because it is the exact caliber um, and size uh, for, the, for the beard distribution. So that's one thing very, very nice in terms of uh, designing it. The benefit is that if you're losing hair on the scalp and you need to shave your scalp, there's always risk of, uh, of uh, hypopigmented dots on the back of the scalp after scalp FUE. Whereas, interestingly enough, after beard FUE, uh, significant loss of skin color is pretty rare. Uh, so even in darker skin individuals, I feel very comfortable to do a beard FUE, but I still always say there's always a risk of loss of skin color. But in general, it's not very common to have that situation, even in darker skin individuals. So a beard to beard uh, is great. Limitation of a beard to beard transplant really involves the, the number of hairs that are available uh, below the jawline. Oftentimes you can pull about maybe 500, sometimes up to 1,000, um, and there's a limitation. And also when you harvest, you don't want to harvest them too close together, and that's where you risk hypopigmentation. So you want to leave a little bit of distance between the harvesting areas because the surrounding hairs allow for uh, pigmentary regrowth. So if, if it's a small area, like an area near the, like the mustache, or like a goatee, uh, and there's enough density in the in the in the uh, beard area below the chin that can be a perfect candidate for a beard to beard FUE transplant. The patient that is not a good candidate for a beard to beard FUE transplant is usually someone that wants a very big strap beard, uh, and that and that um, would be a, a limitation in terms of the number of, of hairs available. From an FUE perspective, for the back of the scalp. Uh, or let's say the scalp in general first. The scalp, the biggest limitation with the scalp is whether the beard and the scalp hairs uh, match similarly in terms of the density and the caliber of the hair. Sometimes even the color could be different. If there's a big mismatch between the scalp hair and the beard hair, then it may not be ideal to undergo uh, a hair transplant using scalp hair. Uh, torso hair or chest hair is even worse because the variability of growth compared to the beard, it just doesn't grow well and usually is very stringy and, does, and, and short. So it, it doesn't have the uh, tensile quality of scalp hair. If the scalp hair is reasonably similar to the beard hair, then we can perform a beard, sorry, scalp to beard uh, transplant. Uh, in terms of FUE, there's certain some, there's certainly some benefits. One is the fact that there's no linear scar. 
Uh, the negative of it is that I have to harvest from a very wide area of the scalp uh, to get the grafts that I need to do the transplant. Slightly more expensive to perform that procedure. Um, also, you have to shave the back of your head for me to harvest. Some people don't like to do that if they have longer hair. Also, by doing FUE, I have to harvest over a wider area. If you have any crown thinning, that's a risk of the going into what's called a non-safe donor area, which is genetically programmed for hair loss. So I may recommend a strip procedure, FUT, instead. Uh, one nice thing with the FUE is I can cherry pick the one to two hair grafts that would be ideal for the, for the beard. With an FUT or strip procedure, I just split those grafts into one to two hair grafts to fit the transplant. So that's easily um, the way that I do it with the strip procedure. The FUT, the benefit is there's no, um, there's no uh, shaving of the scalp. Uh, the total donor capacity for available for future hair transplants is better preserved, whereas with FUE, it takes up more available grafts for future uh, transplantation. Um, and so I know this is a very complicated discussion. A lot of this is going to be talking to you as a person about what's the ideal way, and there's many ways to do it. Uh, the benefit, so the, the technique of doing this is I look at what, where it needs to be. I, I do what's called uh, lateral slit or coronal sites, which allow the hairs to shingle or, or lay f lie flat, uh, which looks much more natural in appearance. I also follow the natural whirl and the natural shape and, and, and contour of hair grafts. To get them to shingle well, which means that they actually layer themselves on top of one another like a, um, like a rooftop, like roof tiles, I have to stagger them down so that each one layers uh, uh, next to another one so you get maximal density per graft placed. The area that is an, a no-fly zone that causes can cause little bumps is the area called the sole patch, which is the area right between the lower lip and the cheek, the chin mound, where it starts to become concave in that area. You can put grafts there, but oftentimes it leads to little bumps that are hard to eradicate. Uh, you know, cautery can get them a little bit better, but in my opinion, it's not the ideal place to do it. You can do it on the strap zones across the sides of the mustache coming down. You can do it across the, the, the jawline. You can do it across the lateral beard area or outer beard portions or sideburn zones, um, but you, I would not do it right in that little sole patch area. So this is a, a, a gentle primer on this. Um, I encourage you to watch my other virtual consultations I have on uh, just, uh, they're usually in a video format on hair transplantation, but this hopefully will give you some ideas of the pros, cons, limitations, and techniques for uh, facial hair restoration or facial hair transplantation.